0: All right, so yes, (laughs) we're having another episode of Energizing Bitcoin, and unfortunately Jake is not going to co-host with me today, so I know he's sitting right here, but at least he's, he's in the room, but he's not helping out here, so... It hurts because I've liked our chemistry, but you you two are here, so it'll be good. Jeff Berkey of Foundry, <laughs> Business Development VP, Business Development. Yeah, we're like good, that's, Yes, yes. And then we got Aaron Aaron Foster, VP of uh, Business Development at Luxor. Yep. So I'm. They're not going to fight. They're going to be good this whole time, <laughs> and uh, they're going to put the gloves away. But I really just wanted to have you guys on here because honestly, Jeff was. One of the first three we used your pool, no offense, look when I was at Jay. No offense, Aaron. You weren't there yet. So that's yeah. Yeah. So blame it on Ethan and them. But uh <laughs> yeah, Jeff, we used their pool when I was at Jay and, and uh got to know you pretty good and we've got to do a little bit of stuff together and get to know each other over the past I guess a couple of years now. But um glad to have you here, man, and get to talk about I don't know, some stupid shit and yeah. have a good time and get to know your backstory and aaron i've got to know you a little bit over the past few months so glad to see luxor picked you up but yeah we're just going to kind of talk about your guys backgrounds and pools and get people to understand a little bit about them and and what what they do and how you guys work with miners and all that because it is a big part of it right um so jeff though why don't we start with you like give us your background and kind of how you got into the space because i know you came from more of a traditional background and now you're yeah, in the, I, the world of Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, so which is, is kind of like everyone, you kind of somehow find yourself yeah. in this crazy space. So I was working at, uh, I started at Morgan Stanley and was sort of a traditional stockbroker. I worked in, uh, you know, private, the private wealth group and had a long career doing that. Um, and I was, uh, I, think, I think, and on the way over here, actually, I was telling you the story about how I... I uh,
0: I I already I, know what I'm going to ask you next too. But go ahead,
1: yeah. <laughs> is as uh, I I have a, I I like buying and selling domain names, and so <laughs> I I I remember like seeing I would track all these sales, and like at some point I think it was like 2014, BitcoinWallet.com had sold for like 250 grand. Dang. And I was, 2015 I'm, it is. Yeah, like 2004. I'm pretty sure 2014. it really? was like quarter million dollars. And I'm like. Oh, it's like a big sale yeah. like, bitcoin i'd kind of heard a little bit about it but i was like there's something it's going so on surreal, here It's right? yeah. is like a real deal right and so i kind of i started digging and then i was you know early like early coinbase account i had you know that was when they only had three coins right bitcoin litecoin and eth and i just you know put some money in and started kind of you know buying it and trading it and uh and and that was really the beginning, right? Of just kind of like getting into it. And so I was working at a long only uh, investment shop at the time, and my uh, you know my manager at the time was had knew this local businessman, Mike Collier, the CEO yeah. and uh, of a uh, of foundry, and he said,
0: "If you super if, cool dude, too, right? The best, yeah." And and, and
1: he you're was you're not
0: saying that either because he'll probably see this, but you're oh. saying that genuinely. I've heard you actually say that. When nobody was recording them <laughs> today. So. so yeah,
1: Mike, you're the, the best. Mike, and he says it all the time. All the time. And uh and so he's like, you gotta talk to you gotta sit down mm-hmm. Mike. And he's he's doing this, he's doing Bitcoin mining. And and I uh and that so we I don't know, I had a, cup, a couple of coffees with Mike and he kind of explained what Foundry was up to and what they were trying to build, and I was I was just like, I I gotta do that. Like this yeah. sounds amazing. And so I just I kind of jumped in with both feet and <laughs> and and kind of and a lot, it's because like the I didn't know what an ASIC was, I didn't understand that people were mining in the pools like I didn't know, I, I just knew that you could fund the coinbase account and buy yeah, some bitcoin right, it, right. and so I was just trading it i, I didn't know anything about yeah. where it came from right what did I didn't your understand wife the technology think of that?
0: Because <laughs> like, I know what, I'm mind yeah, so. what what did yours what did yours say when you're like, you know what i'm gonna I've really enjoyed my wall street career and uh <laughs> you know, very, very probably prestigious and hard to get uh job. I'm going to bounce and I'm going to freaking do crypto. Uh
1: And I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I think that she was, she was actually hugely supportive. I think like any big change, I think it was kind of like, there's a little apprehension <laughs> yeah, to that, yeah. right? But uh I think she trusted me and was kind of like, yeah, if it's like what you want to do. And I think, I'd always followed like the startup scene really close, and this was just like a a really entrepreneurial opportunity. Mm. And she was just like, "Yeah, you got to go do that." So I think she
0: was. That's a good woman, she was, man. Yeah, she was good. good. Job, well, well done, Mrs. Berkey. That's cool. Aaron, what about you, man? What, how did how did yours get going?
2: Oh man, it's hard to reminisce. Uh, Twenty seventeen. Uh, I have a, I had a friend actually, and he he'd been into it for quite a while. Uh, and his business at the time was um uh, gambling website. He has a, he enjoys the mm. gambling websites and was very kind of into how casinos work. And he had, he had a website and part of it was accepting Bitcoin. I was like, what are you, what are you working on these days? And they like, oh, I'm looking at this thing called ETH and looking at putting some money in that. And I was like, well, cool. tell me more about this Bitcoin. This is like 2017. Mm. I'd obviously heard about it before that, but as far as like, you know, investing or, or you know, you know, buying any, um, I was like, okay, well, he was kind of, he had been successful, he's an yeah. entrepreneur, living the high life these days, but uh, I was like, okay, well, how, how do I buy something? He's like, well, you know, here, give, send me some money and I'll, I'll send you something, it was, you know, don't send me Bitcoin, I'll send you two back. I wasn't that, yeah. any of that kind of thing. But uh, anyway, so I, I sent him a bunch of money, he sent me some Bitcoin um, to uh, set up a Kraken account or something, they send it to mm. that. And uh, that was kind of my initial start, and they got the. I think I feel like everybody's um, goes through this phase. You do you do the mining things, yeah. right? That, so,
0: yeah, dude. I was gonna say because most people start. I feel like anyway, most people start getting into the space in in mining, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't know a lot about it about Bitcoin, it's like oh, I'm gonna go start mining because it's kind of of all the things about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the easiest concept. You plug a computer in, you make Bitcoin. And I know a lot of people it still seems weird to them, but that's like what most people do, but you guys are obviously in the pool side, but go ahead, my bad, I'll jump in. No,
2: okay. no yeah, so uh, after I got the Bitcoin, kind of didn't know what to do with it yeah. or whatever, It's just like, it was, you know, more of an investment, didn't really understand anything about like what the value prop of Bitcoin was and all that. Just kind of sat in, in my Kraken account, you know, just Powell, appreciate you. Um, obviously took it off the exchange and and kind of learned a bit more about the hard world. But at the same time, I was like more curious about this E thing, because coming from, Oil and gas. Mm. Uh, you did come from oil and gas. I did come from oil and gas. What did you do? So from oil I, gas? Wor- I worked out in. Um, so I'm Canadian. How do you leave that out, bro? I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of I kind of jumped. <laughs> yeah, my, you I did. Mean, you skipped the whole. So was, you know, we're so. oil I and got, gas I got, people. Like, right here. into it, didn't yeah, I? I, I yeah. um, so okay. So let me let me take a step back. So <laughs> prior to getting into Bitcoin in 2017, um, I worked in oil and gas out in Canada's oil field. You know, version of Texas. Uh, for a large oil producer out there, uh, you know, life kind of took over. Mm. Moved back to what Ontario. What were you doing in I oil and gas? Were you, what, this I was point? right in oil sands up in Were family, you engineer? Management. What, what Just were you? Management, supervising a crew. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Right up right. in Canada's oil sands. Um, so, uh, anyways, move back to Ontario to kind of start a family and then, mm. you know, life kind of took over. But the my, so to kind of jump back ahead, so um, after getting out of oil and gas, the binding thing really resonated with me because uh, mm. I understood it, right? Yeah. Do yeah. this, you get that, you know, there's there's a capex cost, there's an op-ex cost, and here's what, here's what your revenue is. So started playing around that uh, in the basement and, and started to get more involved. This was like 2017, 2018, mm. remember ICO craze and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 Got burned by a few ICOs, just trying to understand it, whatever. Um, and uh, sold all the gear in, in 2018. That was Probably one of the smarter moves I made at, yeah. at the time. It, was like it wasn't time. a ton. Good, good, I mean, good timing. Yeah, just you know, um, had the smarts there, and then just. But uh, from that point on, in 2018, really just continued to um, just be involved, like, not involved, but to pay attention to the market because it was it was, it was mm-hmm. fascinating, right? To kind yeah. of go from ICO boom bust because it was very similar, and you know for yourself, I guess, uh, in oil and gas, it was like those boom bust yeah. cycles. So having kind of lived that in my prior life through through oil and gas it I was just like well i think it's still something to pay attention to so mm-hmm. back in my fiat job prior to joining luxor was you know i was just consuming podcasts you know watching yeah. Bill cormick come up watching mm-hmm. marty ben on tftc as he fired up with odell and like just really kind of paying attention to it fast forward to uh 2021 when i joined luxor um you know i felt like i had kind of just evolved in the space and and decided hey make the leap talk to wife Mm. you know she thought i was crazy uh, i was gonna say was she was super cool with it she was cool with it i mean i've done some crazy stuff in my life uh (laughs) so she's just like you know if you feel this is the right thing to do let's do it and uh it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made because you know here we are talking bitcoin full time and i know even in a bear market
0: man and that that's actually yeah that's a good point like we're able to obviously like I got to know you during a, a, bull, a bull market. Yeah, I said bull market, we're in a bear market, obviously, but uh, yeah, getting like we're in a very different situation than we were last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, I guess I should say we're at the TBC convention and uh, the Texas Blockchain Conference in Austin. That's why we're on the. Casting couch over here. <laughs> so that's the reason where, yeah, it looks the way it does. But um, even though it, we're in a, a bear market, it's had a really good turnout. And like, mm-hmm. I, it makes me feel like the industry is really kind of matured from like that 2018 time from where back then I felt like everybody was still talking about like Bitcoin's going to zero and it's it's going to disappear. It's not a real thing, all this kind of stuff. I don't even hear that talk really now. Yeah. Even no, despite I, I, all the shit we're going through, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, like I agree. I think like, i think like we talked about on the way mm. over is this like idea of like oil and gas boom right. bus yeah, cycles I mean, like okay. i think a lot of these energy they're used yeah. to this totally. right like mm-hmm. here we are in texas is like the home of yeah. oil and gas and it's like these guys are used to these yeah. cycles and it and if you can if you understand them and you study and you sort mm-hmm. of like prudently deploy leverage at like the right time right, and like you right. don't get over your skis too late in the cycle like it's that's the opportunity, right? Is how much right, volatility there is. Like, the right. folks building right now oh, man, and putting no. fresh capital in the space, like, those guys over the next couple of years are going to do great. Yeah. You know, and, and so I just think that, and, and, and you get that feeling. Like, people mm-hmm. don't, no one likes the spare market, right? Right. right. But it's like, they know this. Like, mm-hmm. they, under, they, they know that, hey, we just need to survive. Yep. And if we can survive, like, it's mm-hmm. going to get right. really good again.
0: The people who survived through this time are going to, yeah, I agree completely. They're going to be set come the next bull market, which will come. It will come. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it always has and it, I really don't see any reason why I it wouldn't. But
1: and I, I look, I think from like coming from like a sort of, like of a capital ma- market yeah. background too, as I think is there's more sophisticated capital in the space. Mm-hmm. I think some of these like the traditional four year cycle, mm. things will start to get like pulled forward a little bit. Hmm. Right, and so you would think that you'd think that Bitcoin would moon in like mid twenty four, right? Give yeah, or take, like right, sort of like right, right, the having, right, like right that's right. when you'd expect yeah. it to start to ramp. I could, I, I could see this go around like the money flows in earlier, yeah. thinking like, oh, I know this is coming. Right? Why don't I just start building my Bitcoin position yeah. now? That's a good point. And man. so, like, I just think that, like, I don't know that it's gonna wait to rally that's till then. Like, I think it could, I haven't
0: thought of that. Yeah. And I, I think that'll that. happen
1: on the, like the tops too. Like yeah. when, when it rips, like, it, it might like, even this yeah. last cycle, Right. of course you'd like the Chinese meltdown yeah. and like that. Yeah. So it was like a little nuance this time, but like, it was sort of pulled forward. Mm-hmm. It was shortened a little right. bit. And I think some of that is that you had like big money in that was just like, taking dude, profit. I'm taking profits right. now. Right. And so That's a good I think, point, I think man. the cycle gets like a little different. Do you think that mean. leads to like less
0: volatility over time? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think
1: I think it'll they'll get like sort of like more compressed, more, mm-hmm. more shallow. Like I, yeah. I mean this one has not been that shallow, but no, we'll, we'll, we'll it's see.
0: Brutal man, but um, I do want to touch on that more uh, after a minute. But probably should have you guys kind of explain your companies and kind of your role that you fit. This is a Bitcoin mining focused uh, podcast, but so kind of tell like where found, what Foundry does and kind of all your ancillary services and and businesses and aaron will do Luxor after that
1: yeah for sure so i think um the early days of foundry were really like mike collier mm-hmm. and, and and barry kind of sitting mm-hmm. down and say hey look like we want to do something in this infrastructure space yeah don't necessarily want to be bitcoin miners but we we want to do something we want to help the ecosystem and so um they sort of landed on equipment financing and so this was a time when nobody was lending money into the space um and and they needed desperately needed mm. capital and so which uh, I
0: still think is probably one of the biggest areas that needs to improve yeah. like mm-hmm. cost of capital for miners is brutal but yeah. my bad so. no
1: and, and and so i what we you know we, they sort of set out they ordered mm. a bunch of machines both from microbt and uh, bitmain those machines sort of landed i want to say i'm going to hopefully i can get sort of like these dates <laughs> and timelines everything like blurs together but this would have been like uh uh, 2020, it was pre-having, mm-hmm. right? So it was, like, mm-hmm. sort of early 2020, I guess. Um, these machines land, and so, like, they, you know, start working the phones, like, hey, we've got these machines, would you like to, to take some financing? Uh, And, and again, economics weren't good, right. like, like yeah. rates were yeah. high, and everyone was like, eh. Yeah. And so I think really what happened is, like, we started to plug some of these miners in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how Foundry initially got into yeah. the, be- became a proprietary miner, and I think that sets us apart from like a lot mm-hmm. of other financiers is that we're we're miners too. Yeah. Like that's what we do.
0: I guess some deals you need to come look at. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so so
2: Seriously. Was it pre? Yeah. Was it pre-China Band that you guys started?
1: Yeah. No. This really? was this was twenty. This was like end of nineteen going into twenty twenty okay. yeah, going yeah, into twenty twenty, yeah, yeah. and so. Um, which is when you kind of think of sorry to interrupt, which know. is
2: which is amazing to think like we're. The ASIC supply chain is now compared to back then; it was super sketchy, Oh right? Yeah. Like trying yeah. to import it. So to it take was, that it gamble, it was hard was to get like, machines. Yeah, yeah. Like that's mm, just yeah. it.
1: Like the machines we had had in the country, like at scale, yeah. there wasn't really. You needed like a lot of machines. Like those were the ones you were getting. Like, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, you know, and and so I think um, they, so so we so we and so then Bitcoin you know starts to mm. rip. Phones start ringing. People you know. Decide the rates aren't so bad. Yeah. Uh, and so we started doing some equipment <laughs> financing deals. And then sort of along that same time is when we launched a foundry pool. Um, and, and the sort of the thought process was around, you know, there was this, the space was growing up. There was like more institutions in the space. These companies were starting to go public. Mm. And they just needed, they needed like that counterparty they could trust, a lot of transparency, right. sock audit. Like they wanted, they wanted a different level of service, yeah. right, from, the, from right. the pools at that time. And so we, I think, it, and this is sort of like a thread through all of Foundry services is that we've always sort of like, because we're miners, like we ran into these problems right. and so we kind of like solved them for ourselves and then we like sort of turned them into businesses. So yeah. it was like, we started our pool and like at first we were the only ones mining in the pool yeah. and then we kind of like opened it up and then like the, that started to grow and then um, you know, I think. I think that's true of like our new logistics business, mm-hmm. right? Like we were moving all these ASICs around and it was like, we need to, like, <laughs> like there's, we can, we need to do this better. Yeah, and like, we right, need right. this to be a smoother process. So we like launched the logistics business. Um, and, and then like, the, the, like some of these newer initiatives, like the Foundry Academy is like we needed- What is that? My, so the Foundry Academy is like, we're training technicians to like oh, sort of okay. repair yeah, and yeah. fix machines. Yeah. And again, it's just like, we sort of find these needs mm-hmm. and we try to create you know, I think we, we we want to this this ecosystem yeah. to grow and be healthy. Yeah. And so it's like we just, whether it's moving machines around or having a reliable pool that people can trust, um, you know, we're just kind of there to make sure people have mm-hmm. everything that they need.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like what we were talking about, too, on the way over is like there's so much opportunity in this space because it's so new mm-hmm. even though you know even if you talk a few years it's like that's really new still Yeah, and uh it gives you a lot of flexibility to really kind of create your job or your business to just really fill these needs that are out there in the market you guys are mm-hmm. doing that too Luxor's doing a lot of that too with yeah I mean you know, the I think the theme,
2: theme is is just like I mean you guys built a business around solving problems right for mm-hmm. you know as, as you as the industry kind of grows right uh, you know, we kind of did the same thing. I mean, we're on the pool side, like we, st- uh, by we, I'm going to say, you know, Nick and Eddie and, and Ethan and Guzman, I mean, they started the pool about four years ago and started kind of in the altcoin space, but then yeah. switched over to Bitcoin. And that's primarily what, what you know, Luxor is known for as being a Bitcoin mining pool. And, but as a result of, of the mining pool side of things, we started, people started coming to us and, and saying, you know, well, can you help procure ACS? Yeah. You know, so we, we have that now. We have a whole team dedicated mm. to that, which is growing quite rapidly. Um, And then the same, t- you know, beyond that now, it's like hosting. Can you help out with hosting? So we've mm. created like a hosting marketplace for folks to kind of browse hosting and stuff like that. And then now uh, with the hash rate derivative side of things, it's
0: just like clients just say, hey, like, you know, because with the more. We talk about that more, too. Right? Like yeah. go- I'm sorry to jump but- in, but I, w- I want to talk about that some well, yeah, I, I can jump today, into like it. Like
1: on, on one of the on one of the panels, right? Yeah. They started to talk a little bit about that. So yeah, it'd be- I mean, and
2: you could say like, you know, just like I feel like Foundry kind of led the way on ASIC financing because mm. there, there's a need to finance finance that capital purchase. Like we're we're looking at derivatives, in a similar way where it's just like you know you ha- you have more sophisticated players coming into the space, um, saying hey, like. You know, now that we're mining Bitcoin, we need a way mm-hmm. to be able to hedge yeah. and, and minimize our downside risk, or at least kind of offset some of that volatility that you know that we're yeah. that we're seeing over the past couple of weeks. So, hence that product, and and the great part about being you know a U.S. based company, I mean, we're well positioned to do that. So, you know, we created that product as a result of of a need and clients coming to us saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, we we need this because our bank can't give us financing because there's no way to, to hedge that." As an example, right, with with hash derivatives, but to kind of, you know, to kind of summarize that up. It's just like, like any business, it's just like, you're listening to your client base and saying, and saying, you know, you know listening to where their rub points are. Okay. Well, mm. can we build that? And are we positioned to do that? And that's, and that's what we've done. I mean, we're, we're primarily a software based business. We have a small mining fleet. We don't do mm. a ton of it ourselves, but like, you know, we, fo- we focus primarily on that cause that's where we can add the most value. And, and that's why we've grown to the size that we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both of you so-
0: guys have freaking grown so fast, man like gotten i mean you guys are the biggest pool in the world now at this point right
1: yes we um i want to say sort of late last year maybe is i think when we hit that that mark and it was
0: what are you at like 17 18 percent of the total hash rate something like that
1: yeah i mean i think i think it you know yeah that feels about right you know i think it's been as high as like 20 25 but i think (laughs) jeez i think no kidding i i and and it's i remember like when we were building and like you know every month the hash rate's yeah. growing and um i it was like hey if we could just be like a top five yeah, board, right. that would be amazing yeah. right and yeah. and and so i think we used to like surprise like surprise ourselves I, mean, yeah. I think we were just kind of like, like wow like i think uh, <laughs> yeah, I and look i think a lot of that too was um like most most things mm. a lot of it's like boils down to timing and some yeah. of that is like you can try to make educated bets on like, Hey, this is like the right time to do these things. But a lot of stars aligned, right? Mm. Like this hash rate out of China into the U S and like the more public companies that needed certain requirements. Right. Like like a lot of things just like lined up and we just happened to like be ready for it. Yeah, And, yeah. um, Dude,
0: timing, man. Yeah.
1: It's getting it, lucky yeah, is really freaking important. Yes. So right. It, like, wrong with that. yeah. Like I think we were going to build a great pool and, yeah. and, and become, um, you know one of the top pools like that was going to happen almost like kind of like regardless of what mm-hmm. happened but it wasn't for it to be number groups. one like i think that yeah. was just like wow like a lot of things like really went but
0: it, it goes for both groups like it goes back to because when when we got jay going um like slush pool luxor um you guys were just getting going really um and it was like man there was no chance we were going to go with like a foreign group. We, we wanted North American like based mm-hmm. groups handling that as much as possible for what we did. And that was, so that was something that like I was factoring in quite a bit, but I mean, you guys have both really exploded. I, I don't know what your guys market share is right now. The pool, Six. but six percent yeah Yeah. but it's still a lot like when you think about around the world like that that's still a healthy chunk man
2: yeah i mean we we benefited as well i Mm. mean we're bootstrapped we don't we don't have the like the deep equity pockets like mr Mm. silbert and and everybody has right so we started off you know nick and the guys you know just just literally bootstrapped and just Mm. did a small series a i believe uh not too long ago but um you know we've just grown organically and been a benefit mm-hmm. of of hash rate and, and mining becoming prominent within North America mm-hmm. so it has been great i mean just like watching founder any of the pools grow like it's been fantastic like we've basically tripled in size just in the last year alone jeez dude um, that's and good. that's with new you know organic new hash rate new players coming in as well as existing yeah. clients that you know started started small too so
0: what what would you guys say like for a group i mean i know what i worried about but what would a new mining group that really does is trying to decide on a pool. Like what are the pitfalls that they could fall into or what should they watch out for? What are the risks? Cause I get asked this a lot from oil and gas companies. When I talk to them, is like, well, what happens if that pool goes out of business? It's like, well, I'll tell you, you switch to a new pool. Mm-hmm. But like, what are the difficulties that pools face running their everyday business? Cause there's gotta be, maybe you should explain yeah. how a pool works. So that, yeah. They can understand what, where you're gonna go next because I've always worried about like, what if you didn't win blocks, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. go ahead though.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly where I was gonna go is that it's, it's essentially like, a, like a, an insurance product, mm-hmm. right? So you're contributing your hash rate and you're getting paid like a theoretical amount that you should get. And if you were mining your blocks yourself, right, you would sort of have all these input costs mm-hmm. all this electricity costs, and you would just wait and like hope you hit a block. That's a tough business yeah. to plan for, right? So the the pool, and that most folks are mining in a pool these days right. is like they can now they get this steady cash flow, right? Like mm-hmm. you pay out every single day, you kind of know what you're gonna get. And so all that risk is is on the pool provider. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to pay you your guaranteed daily hash yeah. rate, right? And that you're gonna get that, whether we mine the blocks or not. So that luck variance is uh can be, mm-hmm. like, you need a balance sheet to be right. able to do that, because it can.
0: Like when the dudes won, a couple a couple guys won blocks, solo guys yeah, solo, won blocks, yeah, what yeah, was yeah, it, yeah. last year, or was it earlier yeah, this yeah, it year? Yeah, a couple I'm, of them. There was like, yeah, it was like, street, I thought it was like two or three in a row, a and it was, street. Like, it was what yeah. The, like, Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. that, I mean, how much does that impact, like, the overall pools on a daily basis, you, you only have, you know, 900 Bitcoin a day right now, right? Mm-hmm. So, if a and, few blocks go to solo guys, like, what does that do to, your pool or the overall pool market for the day?
2: Uh, not nothing really. When you think like, it's, it, it's just luck variance. So yeah. It, that's all it really comes down to. And, and mean, it I'm pretty, pretty much a,
0: plays out across the board. Like so,
1: so over time, yeah. like the larger you get and like over time, like yeah. that should like net out to zero, but the, the pro, like, but that doesn't help you in that given week when like right. your, you, their, your mm-hmm. payouts exceed your blocks. Yeah. Right? right. So like, that's great that yeah. it in theory works out over time, but you do need to be like well-capitalized or survive that right. week. Right? right. And so right. it's uh and, and I guess the other thing that like you would mention this idea of like, what's the, the biggest thing that you, the risk or like what you're looking for. And I think what it is, is you want to make sure that you're getting paid apps absolutely as much as you should based mm. on your contributed hash rate. Mm. And I think some of the legacy pools that like, you you never quite knew if you were getting as much Bitcoin yeah, as, much you're putting as, in. As, you, as you were putting in. It. it was right. like just a little unclear, and it was like it's kind of like a black box. You didn't we really promise. know. You promised. Yeah, you're yeah. like, yeah, no, this is the amount you're gonna, yeah. you know, you should get. It's right. so like you never really like, you know, oh no, you're not paying a fee, and it's just like, yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, you know. it's something add enough, yeah. 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 And so I think yeah. that there was a lot of that, and so this is like, that's has there, got there's a, that's kind of a trust
2: factor there, yeah, right? right? So right. I mean, with the FPPS pool, it's very simple, like uh the, the formulas can be audited yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't know if foundry publishes or, i'm sure you guys yeah. do but uh, right, yeah, they're super detailed right yeah. so it's, it's it's like you can give that to any sort of mm-hmm. auditor or whoever you know to run the, run the numbers back and and say okay yeah this makes sense and, mm-hmm. and we've been approached by auditors uh and said yep you know it, it matches like yeah. the information so it's, i mean that's the important part because you're essentially you're submitting data to a platform and you're and you're trusting that that platform Outputting the correct amount at the mm-hmm. end of the day. So there ne- there needs to be a way uh to audit that. And you know, mm-hmm. through the FPPS formula, you y- you can do that. I mean, there's a bit a bit of nuance between how different pools might <laughs> might do some of that the transaction block calculation, but at the end of the day, you mentioned it earlier, it's just over the over whatever duration, the long enough mm-hmm. duration, it'll all equal out to the same. So. And
0: as far as the amount that people get paid per terash, because that is how people get paid, and we probably should explain it. You basically you pay them, the pool pays them a certain cash equivalent of Bitcoin for every terahash contributed, right? Hash price. Based on a hash price, right. The ha- that is the hash price, right? So is that a very uniform number? Is that how much does that vary pool to pool?
1: Well, so I mean, again, this is like FPPS payout right. structure. Yeah. Ch- in theory, that's it like, be but, but even within FPPS payout, like there's sort of like, the fees are like, the, Well, there's the people, like there's a difference, like what should like, uh, uh, like orphan blocks, and like there's, oh, like there's, yeah. And so there's kind of right. like, like, how should that mm. be factored in or calculated? Mm. And so there's varying like sort of opinions or, so there can't mm-hmm. even be like across FPPS, there can be like small variances of right. like, well, this is how we, you know, it's calculated this way. Mm-hmm. And so you can see some differences. And then there's also just other structures completely yeah. where th- some of the like transaction fee variants might be, might be, um,
2: you know, you might have. Some yeah, sort of it of all comes idea. down to the duration you're looking at. Like yeah. y- you could look at foundry versus Luxor over a short time period and you might come to the conclusion, oh, Foundry's for some reason paying more. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all monitor and look at it just to make sure we're all, you know, in the same ballpark. But I mean, there's nothing much to change there. Mm-hmm. I think. Like, I know Luxor, like, we do a 144 block look back period when it comes to tra- uh, calculating the transaction fees as part of the block reward, right? Whereas I believe Foundry and a lot of the other FPPS pools look at the previous UTC yeah. 24 hour day. So, um, but it's not to say that Foundry or Luxor would pay more. I mean, it, it really comes down to that duration and mm. then the probabilistic nature of luck of finding a block. So, mm. I, I think in. Uh, you know, our team, you know, when we do look at that and monitor that to make sure things are, things are okay between all the FPPS pools. I mean, when you look at, it, call it over a year time frame, it's generally within 1% plus or minus. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, unless you're a large miner, that might make a bit of a difference. But what I kind of tell folks in generally, like when you're comparing, because that's probably one of the biggest questions we get is what pool pays more. And right. I think that might right. be, uh, uh, you know, a kind of a legacy type question from, from you know, pleb miners. But yeah, the sad part about it is, is no, no pool, FPPS pool using the same FPPS, FPPS formula pays more, right? right? It right. just comes down to the, yeah. the luck factor of, right. of it. So, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but like, you know, and, and I think you, whether it's you being US based and or Foundry, like there's, there's not much of an edge there. I think mm. it's really just comes down to a service type mm-hmm. type, you know, decision matrix. So, um, you know, that's that's where you see pools offering different services, I feel like. Because there's no edge necessarily yeah. that we can gain by on, on the pool sizes. Okay, well, what, what other products can we offer? So that's mm. where you see, you know, whether it's Foundry or Lux, are offering different product types for their clients yeah. to, to, to build that trust and whatever. So, you know, it's... Um, I can't speak for some of the other pools out there, uh, you know, overseas and, and how their, their stuff works, but. Um, we don't care about
0: them. You know. Um, <laughs> Nobody should use them. And,
2: you know, it's. it's they might of, be
0: mad. I don't care. It's
2: but, part of the reason why, uh, you know, some of the you know, public companies, for example, go mm. through this rigorous process of vetting. Their their revenue provider, which essentially that's what pools do. Yeah. So you know we have to be odd. We have to be compliant because we know right. that these people are going to spend the big dollars on the lawyers right. to right. come after us, or, or, the, or but the they accountant. spend
0: less on us because we're <laughs> cheaper.
2: Yeah. And, and truthfully, uh, at, at what it rolls up to, there is no incentive for a founder or a luxor, um to to cheat or mm-hmm. like. We're a public US or sorry, we're a US based company. Right. So our incentive is to provide uh, the most accurate service to our clients. And then, you know, there's other ways that we can, you mm. know, and we make money through whether it's mining pool fees or, or, um, you know, lending fees
0: and all mm. that stuff. So, so you guys are talking about like liquidity on the pools and probably uh, like either one of you feel comfortable trying to explain the difference in a pool and an exchange? Because there are obviously, I know they're very different, but there are, I mean nobody's watching the show yet but like there are probably going to be a lot of people mainly oil and gas folks that do not know the difference and i think obviously with all the garbage going on with our boy sam and what he's done to the entire industry Mm. um there's gonna be a lot of questions about it right and people understand what the difference is and so the liquidity obviously was an issue for that and that's an exchange it's not a pool but liquidity issues and being able to make sure you're paying miners in the event you go on a losing streak with a pool, like is there a certain kind of reserves you want to have as far as cash compared to the size of the pool? And is it real linear? Or does it need to, does it scale up with the scale of the pool?
1: I mean, is that too, no, no. So for Bitcoin, like Bitcoin, like the larger your payouts are in Bitcoin, like you need more Bitcoin reserves.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's,
1: yeah, there's no doubt. Is now, there now a there, certain
0: percentage you guys try to stay at or hit?
1: We, like, there's a a, a thoughtful analysis yeah, behind that. Yeah. I feel like there's the cushion is uh, is, is <laughs> yeah. ample enough. Right, but right. Uh, I think, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is that, like, in you, you we're paying out every single day. Yeah. yeah. So mm. we're not a custodian. Like, I don't found, think foundry, foundry and the foundry yeah. pool is not a custodian. Right. Like, you can't. You can't mine into the pool yeah. for like a week and like we're, we're hanging onto your Bitcoin yeah. for a week. That doesn't happen. Dude, this, that, this, this, big, this Bitcoin is going out every, every day. day.
0: And I get try. I talked to oil and gas companies about that because, mm-hmm. like, obviously you're mining off natural gas. When, when you mine off natural gas or when you sell natural gas, you usually don't get paid for like six or I'm sorry, 60 days and 90 days yeah. at least. And so you got this kind of. Delay on on when you sell to when you receive your funds for that mining with Bitcoin is Very different in that you get paid every single day Mm -hmm. I think ours were showing up at like one in the morning two in the morning something like that But uh, every single day you get paid and so yeah, you're the liquidity stuff like you guys are not sitting there Just trying to hoard the Bitcoin that they got to use it to fund other projects or anything like that It's like we're paying these funds on a daily basis yeah like
2: to, to the cushion comment like we like because we're paying like there's a there's yeah. a cash flow there so but at the same time we still have to for like based on hash rate joining the pool you still need to forecast what your mm. your outflows are going to be so uh you need to to have some sort of cushion in case you go through a period of bad luck right mm. like you know maybe yeah. not founder's case necessarily where where you where you, where you become big enough, but for smaller pools you mm-hmm. know that don't have a lot of hash rate yeah you know that's a, that, that, those swings could be big, yeah you know? so you know if your your cash flow depends on that, so you have to be somewhat thoughtful of it, but i mean it, with the team that's operated a pool for any sort of length of time mm-hmm. i mean you Using you know statistical probability, you can kind of figure out theoretically where you know where you are kind of in that, that luck yeah. kind of phase. And uh, you know, I'm guessing. Well, I know for a fact, every month we have to like it's one mm. of those kind of statistics, right? Yeah. Just like monitoring your bank account at the end of the day. Am I gonna have right. enough to pay all my bills? And you, you have to. So. Uh, but, you know, that is one of the, you know, the, I guess the risk of a mining pool, but where that risk to any sort of miner is
0: mitigated is the fact that you, you're you not getting, you, you, there is no
2: 30, 60, 90
0: day pay. Right. You're getting paid every 24 right. hours on the hour. And you're getting pool. paid based, you guys are paying based on something you actually get, which is the hash rate, right? You're yep. getting that terahash contributed to you. And that is that is what the Bitcoin code pays that automatically. And I mean, that's a big difference. And I know that may seem sounds Simple to you guys that we got to talk about an exchange and a pool, but that is a huge difference, right? That they are exchanges get people by giving them money or cash in exchange for something. They don't even if they leave it an exchange, they are not actually getting that thing. It is something that is held by that exchange. And so, yeah, I mean. Th- <laughs>
2: You could make the analogy like we, we are buying hash rate. So people are causing yeah. their hash rate right. to the pool of the database. And therefore, we we give them right. Bitcoin out of it. Because that's essentially what you're doing. Right. You're selling the hash rate to the pool at a slight discount to mm-hmm. the actual market value, which is hash price. So, and that slight discount is what your mining pool fee is right. or, or, or whatever that is. So, I mean, you could, we kind of, you know, internally we joke we're, we're like a refinery of some right. sort. we're taking the hash rate refining it into ah, bitcoin. No, you see, know what i mean that's a good analogy just trying yeah. to you know make the connection there but you know we're hash rate refiners we you the input is hash rate the output is bitcoin mm-hmm. and whatever you do with that bitcoin at the end of the day sell it for fiat and, and buy yeah. more asics or whatever
1: so. yeah. i'm super curious what the energy oil and gas guys like when they kind of like are Coming to this market for the first time, like what questions are they asking, right? Like uh, what what are they the think? ones that I'm asking yeah, you right like, now? They're yeah. like,
0: so uh, what's a pool? Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, how does it work? Well, how do they have that money to pay? Like it's literally some of these questions, yeah. like uh, you know, how liquid are they, and and how do we ensure that we're going to give TerraHash and we actually get something back? And that's a lot of it is just due to not understanding at all how it works and that this code automatically works. Like you're going when you contribute the terash, the Bitcoin to you guys, like and you win a block, you're going to get that Bitcoin. You guys are taking the risk of dispersing this Bitcoin to you every day. But you are actually getting something. You're getting the the hash rate. And that's where I think like eventually there's going to be like a real hash rate market. I know you guys are working on something that you want, can you talk about it? On
2: the hash rate, the derivative? yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's a we obviously just launched that uh a month ago. Sorry, mm. it's all all blurred these days, but uh launched about a product to basically uh, which is at the end of the day, it's a non-dillable forward contract, so mm. it's cash settled, so you don't necessarily need hash rate, which is which is a mm. misconception because there's there's a few products before where you actually had to contribute hash rate to, mm. to it, but um. Basically, what it is just to you know, because we talked about hash price earlier, the the dollar, the USD value of a terahash hash per day. Or we're, we're mm-hmm. switching to petahash now. Yeah, got, you know, I saw that today. Ten S nineteen is one petahash, but um, you know, it's, it's just a you know, b- because you're getting the value of your hash rate is determined by hash price. You need a you need a way or or any sort of sophisticated miner needs a way to be able to hedge that underlying mm. commodity, which is, which is hash rate or hash. Price yeah. or hash rate, I should say. So, we developed this product, uh, fully regulated, um, uh, using the NDF format, so non-deliverable forward, cash settled, where you know you can essentially take a bet on you know whether hash price is going to go up or down and hedge mm-hmm. that. So, you know, just like what we saw over the past week, had you have you know connected with our team and, and hedged hash price. Uh, of what you would get uh, for your hash rate, at, uh, you know, I think at that time it was around seven, you mm-hmm. know, seven cents per terahash. Now it's you know sub six, yeah, or um, hovering around six. I mean, you would have been okay in this volatile time and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So you able know, to hedge that risk, so, so that that's
0: a big deal.
1: And who are the buyers of that?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that was going to be nice interesting Good question job, so man. yeah that's what I wanted to know too. uh
2: Matt and the team like we didn't know internally like who would be connecting with us to 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 interact with this yeah. and it's miners for one because they're yeah. curious and and they want to learn more so it's definitely miners mm-hmm. uh but it's it's also speculators too that, yeah. that, that just want to take a positional side so okay well you know we just hit uh who was it five five which was like the lowest hash price in the past i think two years so i yeah. want to take a directional bet to say like this is the low we, we hit yeah. the bottom so um it's still i mean it, we're only you know a month and a bit in so we're still kind of feeling out who's mm-hmm. going to interact with it and then, you know once we get some more volume there but um it's going to be interesting to see how that that market matures but what we're already seeing like yeah requests for you know you know instead of otc can you yeah. is there other products that and, and there's some things we're working on there but you know to make it a little more sophisticated for Mm. traditional folks that are used to going to certain
0: things right products but that that's a big deal because um whenever i was trying to raise money from like private equity groups especially ones that were like oil and gas kind of focused um they always wanted to know like what can we hedge it can Mm -hmm. we you know can we lock in some profits how far in advance can you guys go so right now, um we limit the amount of ha- like how many pet hash you can
2: actually hedge. Yeah. Cuz there is risk to us right. being a yeah, the counterparty there. You're bet so you're not You're almost that. doing the
0: same thing with the pool, right? You're you're you're, you're taking a gamble that you're going to win, yep, more than you're going to lose. Yeah and, yeah, and there's math behind that right. to kind of figure out. Um but
2: yeah, with with this, I mean there's exposure on our side, so mm-hmm. we need to be able, we need to manage that risk, so we require yeah. a margin up front. Um so uh right now it's just Thirty days, but yeah. over time we're going to extend that to you know what traditional stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, ninety days a year. But as of right now, as as clients and and folks learn about the product, we'll we'll kind of feel it out and just mm-hmm. build on it. So it's very very beta right now. It's yeah,
0: like, but but it's cool. a good step in my opinion because it's like that that is the step towards getting more traditional finance groups involved when they know they can lock in certain profits and like you know, well again, you, you they'll you give t- up upside to lock to avoid. Like catastrophic yeah genocide. i mean
2: you're you're a trader right stock trader like mm. he, or you talk to any oil and gas guy pe guy like
0: yeah. what do you mean you can't hedge i don't yeah. like, this doesn't make any sense but how that, do we invest if we can't hedge uh, yeah
2: yeah so and you're talking big dollars yeah. coming into to to this space like just mm. insane amounts of money because uh, they understand it but the but at the same time they're just mind blown that they can't go to the cme and mm-hmm. and you know just lock it to take it that right so it's so that has a long way to go. And when you, everybody says, oh, we're so early. When you look at that as yeah. far as traditional finance coming in, like we're, we're early. We're very early. <laughs> From we're a mining early. perspective. Yeah, so, right. um, you know, that's, that's kind of what we're going after. And, and we're excited to build it. It's been a lot of work. We're doing it in a compliant way. Again, we're a US-based company. So, um, you know, we, we need to go through the proper steps to, mm-hmm. to bring that to market. So there's going to be a learning curve. And, you know, obviously bear market, you know, <laughs> so Man, it you know, it's gonna take some time, but at the same time, this this is this is when you build those things because yeah. hopefully it'll be um, you know a good product market fit come Bitcoin at hundred K. Right,
0: right. And you guys have you have you seen much change in sales on Asics?
1: Yeah, I mean we're definitely seeing. You know, I, I think I I on the the panel earlier this idea of there's. All these sort of distress funds being created, yeah, so there, right. it's it's clearly there's capital that is on the sideline and ready to come mm-hmm. in, but it feels like they're ready to come in, like it they 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 in their minds it's still a little too early. Right, right. So I, I don't. Agree I, more, I, man. So I so I think that you know we're seeing flow. Like people mm-hmm. are definitely buying machines. They're buying machines way cheaper than they were. Right. like, You know a, a ten thousand dollar machine yeah. a year ago is now. Fifteen hundred dollars yeah, so yeah. they're like they're low right yeah. they're way, you, you know you you don't have to deploy nearly as much capital to get to get a lot of machines online, but um i, I think that the large scale buyers still think yeah. they can get them for even so so you're not yeah. there's not quite this clearing price right. at, at scale but, mm-hmm. yeah i you know I'm people, people, so, yeah. people are trying to kind of fit you know like somebody' bought five hundred yeah. machines at today's price. But like are they gonna buy ten thousand? Yeah, and if they're buying not. ten thousand, they won.
0: Right, right. They won
1: right, a yeah. really,
2: really low yeah, price. You get these yeah. crazy low ball offers and do like, you
1: there's just there's a gap there. Like yeah. right? there's yeah. no way you're gonna find out. And the that. sellers just aren't quite ready. Like like yeah. they they're like, okay. Like and they right. they'll, 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 they they wanna move miners. Like yeah. they lit they're like, Okay, but so, not for that. so yeah, so <laughs> they're they're okay, they're at that price. Yeah. Like they're like oh, probably you know, in a week. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna hold out for a little longer. So it's like I think it's Look, and I think that's some of the value that you know this brought to the table yeah. is it like you're sort of bringing both sides together a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, hopefully, you can strike a deal that works for everyone somewhere yeah. in the middle. You know,
0: yeah, I've noticed too. Um, at least on you know a lot of the stuff I'm doing right now is like either putting a power package together for miners to to basically market to miners or helping miners find a power package um, or an asset power asset, but i have noticed like a lot of the guys that seem to be calling and looking for deals are they haven't actually been in the mining space Mm -hmm. necessarily but they're they're big money guys that are like from power backgrounds or trading backgrounds and they're recognizing the opportunity and they are though they're waiting and they're just sitting like they feel like there's gonna be a little bit more capitulation which i do too i mean i think we all probably do that you know, there's probably a little bit more pain ahead before we start seeing some things on the well, rise. Still,
2: I feel like there's still a dislocation, right? Yeah, there's still like that volatility is created. And I'm looking, I'm talking about the ASIC market in general, yeah. right? Like you, you have the distressed asset guys looking for five dollar terahash yeah. machines. You have the yeah. sellers of five dollars. You, you have you have the sellers saying, oh, okay, I can still probably get you know maybe yeah. low teens um, and holding on, you know, because they want to maximize yeah. that. So there's a big dis- dislocation. But how much the
0: cost them. to make? Like I've never <laughs> I've never figured uh, that out. I mean, Come
1: on, Jared. I know you don't. Look, I think uh <laughs> I I certainly don't know for sure, but I mean I think it, like it, you know, I don't know, $1200 really? like a okay. machine like you yeah. You're probably I don't know yeah. what, what you're kind of what you guys I mean. are seeing or you know what research you've seen, but that feels like mm. pretty like, pretty close, you know, okay. what I mean, to what it and and look, like during distressed times, like mm. people sell things for a less than the cost of production. Right. I mean, like, you, you know, yeah. it happens, but, yeah. but there is yeah. the replacement value of that. Like, like if, you, if you wanted to recreate right. it again, like, we're, I'm sure we're pretty close to yeah. that number.
0: Yeah, I think we got to be. And it was funny is like, I've told some people <laughs> buying machines now, especially if you get like newer generation ones. Like, I mean, I know not a lot of people run M53s, but like, say those come out I, I can get some of those. I mean, by the next bull run, Like you probably could make money selling your machines Mm -hmm. at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's like a lot of um, like in this the last cycle, right? There was a lot of folks that bought super cheap S9s, right? right. right? Like they weren't, they were like not really profitable at the time. You could get them super cheap, and and they were able to like they then once Bitcoin started ripping, like those things were profitable, right? People were able to you know for you know (laughs) mine Bitcoin with them profitably, Mm -hmm. and then flip them for a lot more than they paid for them. And, I, you know, we're seeing that in the market, too, is people mm. are even going down a level from like the S-19s and the M-30s. Yeah. They're going down even to like the, the M-20s, M20s yeah. S-17s. Right? Really? Like they're, they're, yeah, and, th- and they're, they're like bidding on those. Now, those yeah. are like, re- you know, you see like $3, $3 bidders or whatever. And, like, <laughs> but those, you know, there could be. And, and, and the other thing I wanted to go back to is this idea of that money that's on the sideline mm. waiting. There's a lot of fear in the market, yeah, right? Yeah. Sellers are probably a little edgy. They're probably like really tempted to take some of those bids, right? Mm-hmm. But like FOMO is gonna kick in every oh, time. If, if if like Bitcoin starts to rip here and economics start to improve, yeah. and I just mean rip, like I'm not talking a hundred thousand. No, like, I'm just saying. 35K start, or something. Yeah, yeah, even twenty-five. Uh, like K, like, yeah. like all of a sudden, some of those guys mm-hmm. will pull mm-hmm. the trigger fast. Like yeah. they're just gonna be like, whoa, this like yeah. that guy was at, you know, one in fifteen. I wanted to pay 10 and like I'll pay for Like and now, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. now he's asking, like, "Hey, before he gets to twenty-two, yeah. I better, mm. I better start getting well, there."
2: So that, I like think- there's, there's two, th- like, there's. So we saw it uh, um, from, the uh, I don't say back in the summer where we dropped to twenty k. Everybody's like, "No, nope, that's the." Yeah, far. and okay. then we had that little run up yeah. in August. I think it was in yeah. twenty-four. Yeah. yeah, and like I know we did more volume yeah. just because people the FOMO kicked in. Right, phones, right. right,
1: yeah. Um. Isn't that funny, man? It's it's amazing how much the price moves in Bitcoin, like the ring of your, like it impacts the ring of your. Like if Bitcoin tips down lower, I can feel it. Everyone's literally just like, okay, so let's talk about those those things again. (laughs) And then if it goes the, and then same too, if it goes the other way, people are like, hey, so can I still get those at (laughs) fifteen? No, we're we're gonna wait for the market, you know.
2: But like the the, this the horrible, uh, horrible the the shitty thing... (laughs) Can I swear on this? Yeah. Yeah. Can I you no can now. Yeah, you yeah. can't swear. I'm podcast right here. I'm sorry. I shouldn't swear. I already I did, it. I already the did first swear a couple right of times. The yeah, that's all right. Uh, on the secondary market anyways. You're so sitting on a casting couch, man. <laughs> on the secondary market uh, especially, like it takes so long for those prices to drop slowly as, yeah. as you know. the secondary market kind of works through some of the inventory, yeah. whether it's new or used. But when that price goes up, Oh, yeah. It's it, <laughs> those those secondary market sellers uh just jacked yeah. like over you're talking 24 hours like and that's why
0: I'm saying oil gas man this is another example yeah, of this yeah. being the same industry as oil and gas yeah. just the like same it's like, thing and yeah then boom yeah, yeah any any price moving up it's like oh man service providers just explode yeah, it's, it's but, wild. yeah but we wait for it when we get a downturn it's like oh, well, yeah oh yeah you know, we drop it real slow and it's the same way
2: same i way. <laughs> I'm, admitting, I'm admitting this on camera but i paid 85 dollars a tera <laughs> for a couple of machines yeah that are still it hashing.
1: wasn't 12 it wasn't thousand, so that's good yeah <laughs> well,
2: I, yeah <laughs> and i thought i was i thought i was smart waiting uh, waiting to i think it was february march last year and i was like oh yeah i'm, I'm smart for killing waiting. It. And, and
0: uh and uh you know here we are now right yeah. with, with trust me man we i think we all need to be much more open about the stupid things we've done i was in belize in march of 2020 (laughs) got drunk came back sold way too many bitcoin because i thought it was i was going to capture it on the way down to a thousand (laughs) And i was like i got this as i'm drinking more beer and i screwed it all up passed out while my phone passed out with the, the bitcoin on the exchange So. But just yeah. just like
2: your 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 hodl plan you know DCA uh, the same thing i feel like with your your mining deployment like yeah um you you do need to DCA into it because it's it's just as volatile mm-hmm. as bitcoin cuz the price of the, the the underlying hardware is directly correlated yeah. to um to um bitcoin it, uh, foundry I, I saw, just published uh, an article on that i believe right It's like on the pricing of asics mm-hmm. at certain points in and Bitcoin and and where those kind of price gaps are as yeah. things go back up. So um, I do think both use, y'all's you know?
0: groups do the best job of like disseminating good information for people to yeah. learn. You know what I mean? You guys do both. Of y'all do a really good job of that. It's educational. Like
2: I think it's maybe a little bit selfish from both of our parts because like mm-hmm. it, it's stuff that we continually work through with clients, right? right. Like you know, it's Foundry Insights. We have hash rate index and it's, yeah we constantly get those questions from clients. Like, okay, well let's put something out there for the, for the broader community. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really, um, and I think we all kind of do this, but it's really just educated. So that's what our way of, of giving back to the the community. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of folks appreciate it. Cause like you talk to any sort of traditional, whether it's oil and gas guy yeah. coming into this, like ASIC, what? Like, yeah, gas what price, what, yeah. like, yeah. you know, what, do, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So you put that out there and then mm-hmm. kind of get them up speed and then you have more, um, uh, deeper conversations you know when they're ready for it yeah.
1: yeah and it's easy to underestimate like 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 it's easy for us to take for granted the things that we know and yeah. like kind of how things work oh and yeah then, but like dude we're it, so like new. if you're brand new to this yeah. like mm-hmm. it's all pretty confusing oh, this and you're gonna need, sound like, like greek to people yeah, you know what i mean yeah
0: but you're right it's like we we do take it for granted because we're in a little twitter echo chamber with all the bitcoin folks and yeah we're going to be able to kind of educate the folks that are just kind of curious and on the sidelines now but um i guess like last question because i know we're all starving and you go eat (laughs) um what do you think needs to happen (laughs) to make mining a more stable industry because it's not incredibly stable right you got we don't have the protection on hedging that like oil and gas company has It, it is like being in oil and gas without a the hedge market at all Mm -hmm. and that would be catastrophic for oil and gas companies a lot of the time so Mm -hmm. um it's not a knock on the business it's just or on the industry it's that there needs to be more ancillary kind of options that come to Mm -hmm. to the industry but what do you think those are like what do you where do you think the biggest improvement would come to kind of stabilize stabilize the mining industry yeah it's uh
1: there's it does feel again like mm. these cycles are going to kind of like narrow yeah. and yeah. get 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 less extreme, but um, I don't know. Like even I think about like the oil and gas business, mm. and it's like it's still pretty volatile. Like they have right. the hedging in place for yeah. it, right, to deal with it. But like it didn't it didn't over time get less volatile. No, no. no. And so maybe mining Bitcoin is always a really volatile business. And, I, and, I, yeah. And so and and then it be, then it becomes about creating these sort of mm-hmm. like products that are in the marketplace that can help people navigate mm-hmm. that, how volatile it is. And so maybe it doesn't, the volatility doesn't go away. Yeah. It's just that the tools get better mm-hmm. of so, how to, and, yeah. and so I think, look, if you, if you understand the mining cycle mm-hmm. and you and you sort of are prudent with right. leverage and like you're sort of only using it maybe in, in times like this, mm-hmm. like this would yeah. be a time this where is, like, right. if you're like this would be a good time to deploy fresh leverage right. if you had like a clean balance sheet yeah. today and we're just starting um and that but you would very quickly want to kind of take that off mm-hmm. as as you sort of go into the next cycle and and then just all these you know whether it's um you know Ryan Boyle from Foundry who spoke earlier today um talked a lot about like derivatives derivatives mm-hmm. and treasury management that we do around bitcoin right yeah. so you know there are already a lot of tools mm-hmm. in the marketplace that people can use and i think if you uh are sort of uh, i think I think with with some education and with the right advice, I think people can navigate the yeah. cycles perhaps better than the half.
0: yeah, right, I agree, I agree. I think capital deployment, the timing of capital deployment in this is as because of the fluctuations like you mentioned on the capital, how much is required to get in, depending on when you try to get in, it's so drastically different for the same equipment, like it's way more drastically different than normal gas. You know my coal tubing is not going to go from i don't know whatever the price is to you know 100 100 100 times that number right yeah but it will in the in mining industry and so that yeah that's I, i agree i think there's there's a strategic way to handle it i do think the hedging uh a better hedging option for miners would help kind of weather the storm and it would have drive more uh dollars institutional dollars into the space so that's one thing. So what about you? You got any thoughts on that? Um
2: yeah. again, it's it's around services, like uh just, just built like listening to your clients and, and building out what what it is that they need, you know, uh, research data, yeah. edu- educational, that that sort of thing. Like we have the ASIC index, right? Which is yeah. literally just scraping the web for a lot of the information and, and just showing that on the very simplest because yeah. kind of where we where we potentially are or going as far as the, the longer term trends go to allow people to make those decisions, you know, for, for their, for their business. Like I, I just feel like, like, you know, Foundry brought in, you know, uh, ASIC lending, which was like yeah. first for the marketplace, you know, needed product. It's in every right. other sort of industry. But you, I think you, you had people just go, kind of go whole hog into it. Like yeah. that's where the, like the, 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 smart, I'm going to say smart money came in and say, okay, I've accessed all this capital. I'm going to, you know take a loan out on it, not mm-hmm. really understanding that hey, you know, that ASIC or or miner was, yeah. you know, ten dollars a terahash uh, eight months ago and, and they went all in yeah. on it. Like they deployed all the capital. So when you when you look at um strategy, I feel like there's gotta be like there there has to be some educational or at least data that can be provided mm-hmm. by the industry to say hey, and don't be wrong, like it, it's not necessarily um our job to educate you know, investors, but it's, it's something that I think as Mm. an industry that, that people could capture as far as putting information out there for some of these larger players to potentially make better decisions. Now, not to say like, you know, I'm I'm not privy to the balance sheets of a riot or any of these large public companies. I'm sure they've done that analysis, but I think as an industry as a whole, judging by all the folks that are, you know, potentially giving their ASICs back, I don't, I'm, I question how deep some of these folks went. And it's, you know, but that's part of the market cycles. So right. That's kind of the the beautiful thing about the free market that is Bitcoin. So right. um, you know, I'm very you know, having been in the space since twenty seventeen, ASIC uh, you know, leverage or lending didn't exist back then. I'm excited to see what new products mm-hmm. arguably good, arguably bad, come out, uh, you know, whatever the next cycle is or, or post having I mean, you know, whether it's you know boring things like insurance yeah. like did people have insurance on their rigs a year ago? Probably yeah, not. Right? a lot like, of them didn't. It, 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 it's common things that you and I deal with, you know, when, when you go to buy a house yeah. that, that just haven't, you know, accrued. So there's there's tons you of opportunity. You sound very Canadian
0: there. there. <laughs> Did
2: I? A house? Um, you got a boat too? Uh, a, boot? It's, it's like a boot? like Minnesota. Yeah, it's like Minnesota, like.
0: yeah. Um, My parents live in Minnesota, so it's okay. <laughs> I can make fun of them
2: um but yeah there's there's all that there, like there's there's all that you know even you know the supply chain obviously foundry mm. said that you know there's a need for to fix things on the supply chain side of things and and dressly so like the asic market for 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 maybe not the institutional or the big players but for the lower level players or the, or the you know the plebs out there like it's still sketchy that like the yeah. cure asics like do i go to this weird shopify site yeah. hopefully i get my <laughs> asic that i'm you know, so there, like there's a lot of commoditization that needs to go on mm. in this space. And I'm excited for that because, uh, I, you know, Foundry and Luxor, I mean, we operate on
0: the premise of trust. Like, right. you know,
2: we're not, I mean, yes, we're a business, we need to make money, but we also mm. want to earn your trust so that you'll come back and use this in the future oh, for whatever service we provide.
0: So. Both of you guys have been, like both Foundry and Luxor are huge for, like when I talk to companies, I bring you all up every single time. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I've called you guys multiple times with other groups I was working on trying to, you know, get them across the finish line and just having a counterparty like y'all, uh, it goes a long way. So, because it does remove a lot of that fear and unknown that yeah. comes with trying to just procure stuff. But,
2: like, we're not in the business of scamming people, like right. some of those folks out right. there, but there is those people operating on that premise right. to make that quick buck, the, the
0: snake oil. That's why y'all are. need to use boundary relapse um very last question does your daughter make fun of you she's 13 does she make fun of you for like bitcoin stuff because my daughter always does
1: yes and i try to okay. i try to you know yeah. poke her as much as i can as it relates right. to that i was like yeah i got more bitcoin today and she's always laughing at me like yeah. she thinks that's a uh, monopoly money, yeah you know? yeah
0: my, my daughter she just thinks i'm like a dorky dude that talks about yeah. bitcoin so <laughs> yeah. you know that's cool but Listen, but, thanks but for hey, having guys if,
1: if 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 the future's gonna unfold like we all think, yeah. right, these thirteen year old can't wait. All they're gonna have is big, yes. right? And I'm and gonna so,
0: freaking rub
1: their nose yes. on this. I can't I, wait. I look forward to that
0: day. Yes, man. Yeah. I'm gonna gloat so much. I'm gonna oh I'm gonna What's excited. that what's that meme
2: about like the the dad sitting oh. in the chair and like the kids are blown. Oh yeah. it's like yeah. dad, what did you do? And like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's gonna be yeah. like hope yeah. yes. uh, yeah. let's hope. Your
0: daughter or your daughter or son. Daughter, both. yeah. I've oh, yeah, both. Yeah. But they're still so young, they think you're cool. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. We just,
2: they just see me going on a flight and asking yeah. what I'm going to bring them home for, for a gift. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hope, hope, bring, hope bringing home Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah let's hope in, uh, you know, five, ten years they can look back on this and say, yeah, Dad, oh, dad's a fucking legend. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to say it, man. They're going to say it.
0: Well, uh, awesome. Thank you, guys. Let's go eat. Get yeah. out of here. Let's do it. Appreciate it.